Welcome back to the Big Red Hockey Cast, where we cover Cornell women's ice hockey. My name is Amanda, and I'm here with my producer and occasional host, Anthony. This week, we're covering the Big Red Senior Day Weekend Sweep and the last pair of regular season games. Let's get right into the games. Yes, yeah, so the Big Red finished the regular season with a record of 22-6-1 and an ECAC record of 17-5-0. They also finished the season ranked number six in the country, and something of note from the players, Izzy Daniel finishes the season with a career high of 53 points after hitting the 50-point mark in their game against Clarkson. She also has a career high in goals with 20 and assists with 33. And we also have an incredibly talented freshman class with Annalise Bergman and Karel Prefontaine, having been named to the Hockey Commissioners Association National Rookie of the Year watch list. And with the game against Union, the Big Red clinched home ice in a first-round bye for the ECAC playoffs. And of course, we can't forget to talk about their win against Yale, in which they clinched the 16th Ivy League championship for the program. And this win also has them finish the season with a five-game winning streak. Amanda, why don't you tell us a bit about the games? So a couple weeks ago, Cornell went up against RPI, and I think it was a low-scoring game, but we were able to win this one 1-0, to zero, and shots were pretty even, 24-19. to 19, But I think the biggest thing is that, you know, we took a lot of penalties, but we were able to stay perfect on the PK Um RPI going zero for six on that. And Annalise Bergman was able to get her third collegiate shutout with 19 saves and and back-to-back games. So that's pretty good. And the lone goal scorer was Lily Delianidis off a pass from Prefontaine in the crease. And it was just a wonderful game. And they were able to carry that momentum into Saturday's game against Union. So yeah, Union, the game on Saturday was the team senior night, which they ended up winning three to one. Deanna Frazier got the start in net, giving up one goal on 13 saves. And yeah, Cornell, just great win, great way to send off the seniors. And then we move on to the 2-1 to win against Brown, in which Cornell was pretty dominant offensively with 52 shots compared to Brown's 21. Ended with a 2-1 win. Took a lot of penalties. We need to be a little more disciplined on that end, but the PK was pretty good with Brown only capitalizing on one of their power plays. And Izzy Daniel, again, with an overtime winner. Seems like a pretty common theme so far this season. And Burks with another great performance keeping the team in the game. Yeah, watching this episode, it was just, or watching this game, I should say, it was great watching because we go into the overtime and we get the power play. And I, I could just tell sitting at home watching through the screen that I knew they were going to take this one home. So a lot of confidence in the Big Red. I know that they have a lot of confidence within themselves too, and they were able to stick to their game and hold a win against Brown. But the next day, probably one of their biggest games of the season against Yale, they were. Yale was the defending Ivy champs, and uh, they beat Cornell last year back in, in their own barn um, on their senior night. So they kind of returned the favor. They were able to beat Yale two to one, and I think Annalise Bergman really kept this in this kept them in this game. Yale was thirty six shots, and Cornell was thirty one, but she made some amazing saves, and it was great to see them really her just stand on her head and keep the, keep them in this one. Uh, Yale goaltending was actually pretty good too, but we had so many good opportunities and we were able to just find the back, the back of the net one more time. And again, this made the big red Ivy champs, which was so amazing to see. And another thing to note for this game, the big red takes the win over number 14 ranked Yale, which I'm sure is a confidence who is heading into the playoffs. And now joining us in the Simbin is the graduating class of 2024. Izzy Daniel, Abby Ruggiero, and Deanna Frazier. So let's go to that.
Joining us in the Simpin today is the graduating class of 2024. Izzy, Abby, Deanna, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, we wanted to start off with a congratulations, but also thank you. Obviously, this is a huge milestone, and you guys have been a part of this program for so long, and are the whole reason we're able to have this podcast in the first place. So we're really grateful, but what are the emotions running through your head after like this weekend, but also the prior weekend when you guys are celebrating your senior ceremony? Yeah, I think for myself, it's just a, a combination of a lot of great memories. Um, I think senior night, obviously, I didn't think I was going to cry, but I did. It was bittersweet um, just seeing all my teammates and our coaching staff and my family there. It was a lot of different emotions hitting me that, you know, this is this is my last season at Cornell, and it's been amazing five years, and I think just it really made me grateful for all the wonderful friends I've made throughout the way. And that's like the one thing that I'll definitely remember the most is the friendships I've made their lifelong. Um, and yeah, I'm just really thankful for my time here. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with like everything that Izzy said. It was just like super grounding to be like doing what we love with like the people that we love. Like those are my best friends. Like my family was there. It's just, yeah, it was really special. The same with them. <laughs> uh, I just loved being around the team and having that kind of that emotional aspect that I feel like sometimes we don't get. Like we took a moment to take it all in. Uh, it was really nice. We had a good turnout for fans. So it was nice to have them in the crowd. Um, there were so many people. I yeah. was there. It was really fun to see everyone come out to support you guys. And yeah, obviously you guys are really close with the rest of the team, but I think it's special that you guys are a unit being all in the same class. Could you just talk a little bit about what it meant for you three to be able to start your last ever regular season home game together? Yeah, I think obviously we're a little, we came together as a class a few years ago with COVID and stuff. Obviously I was in a different class, they were in a different class and I think it's been really nice. Like we've gotten a lot closer um, as we become, you know, the class of 2024, I guess you could say. And um, yeah, that was a special moment that I'll remember for a while, like us three in the starting lineup. Um, was really cool and something really special mm -hmm. yeah I feel like we're all really different so it's, like, <laughs> it's kind of nice that we were all put in the same class because I don't know I just feel like we have this like bond now and it's just like there's only three of us so obviously you get a lot closer with people when there's a smaller group yeah I do think Dan and I were missing something and then like as he came along and I, <laughs> it was our missing piece it was a yeah. missing piece uh but it's been great I truly love them so much uh you're right, we all bring something different to the table. Uh, so it's just nice to see what lifestyles um, they have and to kind of learn from them. Yeah, and it was after COVID that you guys kind of became a class, right? Like just the three of you. Because yeah. I know like traditionally, I feel like in most like college sports teams, three is a very small number for a class. It's like just kind of like a combination of what happened with COVID and like people leaving. So like how, how has it been, able, how has it been um, getting to like have such a small tight-knit group and like you know obviously some classes are bigger than others so I what do you think the difference has been between like having a big class like eight people compared to like three I mean to be honest like I don't really feel like we're a class of three just because like our team is so close mm -hmm. from seniors to freshmen that I don't necessarily feel like it's just like, oh, the seniors, you know, there's three of us. Obviously, we live with eight girls, and I kind of feel like that's like my class sometimes <laughs> just because we see each other all the time. But we do, like, share that special bond of, like, being the seniors on the, on the team, and I think we, you know, feel a sense of responsibility as the seniors to try to, you know, show the way and, and be good leaders. 
but I think, yeah, like obviously you're really close friends as a class, but I wouldn't exactly say that it's like just us. Mm -hmm. That's at least how I feel about it. Yeah. I will say it's like the group that we have this year, like our team, it's just been like a privilege to be the seniors of this group. And like, just, I don't know. I feel like this team is like one of the most special and like unified teams I've ever been a part of. So it's just nice to, you know, I look up to my freshmen. I hope they look up to me. Like it's so, it's so mutual. Um, but yeah, it's been really, really cool. And obviously the team is really close. And I think something special about this team is how talented the freshman class has been this year with Bergman and Prefontaine both on the watch list for rookie of the year. So how's it been kind of being a mentor to that group? I feel like mentor might be like a strong word <laughs> just because I think we learn a lot from them as I think they learn from us. Um, but not just those two, you have three other amazing freshmen that I feel like might not kind of get the attention, but they work really hard and they're so positive that I think it's just, they mesh really well with us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it's not, I don't feel like any of us are, obviously we're not above anyone. We're just, you know, we're all on the equal playing field. And I love those kids so much. Like they're just good kids and they work hard, they love hockey, and they love the team, and, and we love them. So just this mutual like love for the game and your teammates, I think, has just really bonded us. Like I would say that I'm close with a lot of the freshmen. There are some of my really good friends on the team, which has been really fun, even though there's a big age difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't feel like that most days. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the swim team here at Cornell, and one of the things that I think I constantly learn from the freshmen as being an upperclassman is just like the pure love for the sport. They come in so eager to learn, so eager to do, to swim or in your case, hockey. And it's just, it's really nice to see, like it's, it's, it's refreshing and you, you have a lot to teach them, but you also have a lot to learn from them as well. So I think that's pretty special. Um, I know you, Izzy, you've been on the team for five years because of COVID and you two have been on the team for four. <laughs> um, we just want you guys to share some of your favorite memories from being on the team for this long. Obviously, it's a big part of your lives, and you probably can't imagine your life without this team in hockey. So any favorite memory that comes to mind we want to hear? Um, I mean, there's not like a specific one. You guys know my memory's not that great anyways. But um, uh, when we have home games, we always like drive to Gimme Coffee. Um, and I always like hop in the car with Lily, and she'll have these like crazy music like mixes or whatever and like the windows will be down and it's just like it's a it's a really good energy so I'm definitely gonna like miss those moments um for sure yeah I would say yesterday for for me is up there I think it really um I mean probably Abby would agree but like I I I think one thing I realized was um like my my freshman year we we won the Ivy League too and it was like obviously great and but I think I, as a freshman, I didn't really understand what that meant. And I was probably naive. And obviously, that opportunity didn't come around again until yesterday. So it was a long wait. And I think just realizing that you have to celebrate those moments. So I really feel like I cherish that more. And obviously, our team was just like pure joy. Like everyone was so happy. And it was just a really great moment that culminated in all the hard work that we put in this year. And I really, I really felt that we earned that title and yeah it was just it was a really special moment and one I'll remember for a long time
Yeah, kind of going off of Izzy, any Ivy League win, uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's just sweeter in my opinion than beating kind of any other team. Uh, I think it's just like rooted in the deep richness of kind of being a part of this school and um, like beating Harvard and Princeton and Yale yesterday. So. And obviously, we have to talk about the big Ivy League championship win, which congrats to you guys. But we saw on the Instagram the scene in the locker room after the <laughs> celebration. Can you just talk about like how fun and special was that and like getting to experience that with the rest of the team? I mean, I cried. So that kind of explains my part of it. Um, I don't know how we got those sparkling ciders. Um, <laughs> I did see that. Like, I don't I know where, like, those, where came those, from, those come from, but they called the seniors back, and we were with coaches, and then Izzy lifted that trophy, and it was on, <laughs> and then, like, we just, we dumped a barrel of water on Coach as he was trying to run away, so <laughs> that was one of the memories that will go down in history, for sure. Yeah, I think it's just, like, there was so much hard work that was put into getting to that moment, and then to have it was it's hard to describe because everyone on that team was so committed mm-hmm. and, and wanted it and you could feel it. And we were able to just, you could just tell from, from the coaches and all the players, like we wanted to win it for each other. And then that's what we did. Yeah. Going into that weekend, like you knew what was on the line, right? Like you have this big opportunity to win the Ivy league. And do you guys, how, how are you able to like calm these nerves and just be like, know how much was on the table, but also just like, keep focusing on your game and just like stay to that. I think like obviously at the beginning of the season we set goals as a team and one of them was to win the Ivy League. And, I remember someone saying that, yeah. And I think that we had already, you know, put in all the work to get into that point. Like it was just another game. And like for us, we had earned that opportunity. So why not just like go out there and, you know, play our game and leave it all on the line? Like there was, there was nothing to be afraid of, like nothing to um, – Really, like, there shouldn't be really any nerves. And obviously, mm-hmm. Yale was the defending champ, so I think all the pressure was on them. They were at home their senior night, so I think we kind of just were like, you know what, we're just going to go in there and play our game. I think I knew deep down we were going to win that uh-huh. game. I just knew, like, and the coach and staff, like, coach gave a really good speech before the game that he was just really proud to be our coach and believed in us. And, I, I mean, we just believed in each other, and we, like Deanna said, we just wanted it. We wanted it for each other, no one else. We just wanted it for our team, and... Yeah, it was just really amazing. Yeah, I think also, like, we talk a lot about trusting each other and, like, playing with confidence, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, I think the whole season you kind of built that confidence, right, with your all the success that you had. Like, I knew as soon as, like, that Brown game went to overtime and you guys are up on the power play, I was like, they're winning this game. Like, there's no <laughs> question in my mind that they're not. So it, it was it was really fun to watch, like, as a fan and also just, like, being able to like support you guys even through a little screen, but I, (laughs) you guys were going to pull through. And is there anything special about the Yale game knowing that you beat them at home, you beat the defending champs and you beat them on their senior night or is it just another day? I mean, I think it was, I think it was special. I mean, those of us like last year, they did the exact same thing to us. Like on our senior Mm -hmm. night, they won the Ivy league. So I think it was revenge a little bit, you know, (laughs) for us, it was a little more too, like, you know, for those seniors is, that graduated, yeah. kind of just being like, we see you and we got your back, kind of just giving it back to them. Yeah, and just it, it had been it had been a while. So yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think that 
yeah, I mean, we could say it was just another game, but we knew it was on the line. And I think that that raises the bar for a lot of people too. It's like, this is on the line. Like we got to elevate our game. I think we did a really good job of that. Every single person. And with all of you graduating this spring, we were just curious as to what your post-graduation plans are in terms of like hockey, jobs, where do you want to live? Like, I mean, it's a, you've been here for five, four years and I feel like there's a lot of big changes coming, but do you guys have plans for after graduation? Great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I hope to work in Boston or New York City um, within sports or uh, sports marketing. Uh, I've been applying to some jobs, so I'm just waiting to hear back. Yeah, I'm going to go into a, a grad school. I don't know which one I've done my applications, but um, I think I have to wait until about March or April to hear back on where I'll end up. But yeah, I'm just taking, um, I'm going to look to take a master's in architecture. I am planning on playing pro next year for at least a year so hopefully pwhl and see see what happens but so far the league you know it's just been really exciting to to see and hopefully that'll be in my future that would be such a cool opportunity i'm a big podcast listener on top of being a part of a podcast and i just recently listened to the episode of the spit and chicklets where they had um, the pwhl player on which previously like obviously they hadn't really had a lot of um, woman representation in that so it was that was so cool to see for me so I, it's really cool to hear about your guys's plans and all of that and abby you've had a really big role with us at hockeycast over the past couple of years and now you've had the opportunity to help run the instagram which i guess is pretty good for a job in sports marketing and <laughs> could you talk a little bit you know about your experiences with those and how it's been providing your team with a platform to kind of share their experiences i mean i can't take all the credit. I just kind of throw some ideas out and then kind of Evan and Oscar, um, they, they make magic really. Like, uh, they're so talented. I'm just lucky that I'm able to be kind of in the conversation with them and Louise. Uh, I just really like, I have so many ideas that flow. So I kind of just want to see them come to life and they truly make them. Yeah. I, know that it's been great being able to like work with everybody and I love seeing the Instagram posts every time they come up because we we get a lot of our information too like oh my gosh Ivy Champs not that we didn't know but (laughs) it's really cool to see like the graphics come together and just like celebrate everybody but um uh Deanna goaltending is obviously a bit of a smaller knit group than everyone else and you know Bergs has been able to take on this role this year and also like Brian and Belle, you've been able to work with them. How has it been over the years getting the opportunity to practice and work with different goaltenders as they come in, what you you can bring to the table and the advice you can offer them, but also like what you've been learning as well? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I love every single one of them. I think it's a really special bond um, being goalies. And I mean, I've been really close with Brennan Bell for the past three years, but even like Berg's coming in and she just... Yeah, she just kind of completed our group. She's been absolutely incredible. I'm really, really proud of her. She's like to take on what she has as a freshman is is incredible. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I just can't get over it. Especially like her game against Yale was, I mean, <laughs> it was like crazy. The amount of like rebound toe saves. I was like, first, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, we were like talking like in between periods on the bench and everything. But no, I mean, yeah, literally those are, some of my best friends in the world and I just think that like 
it kind of takes a goalie to get a goalie. So like the stuff, I don't know. It's like hard to explain. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really special group and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I saw those little conversations that happen <laughs> every time that you like, if whether you're playing or Burns is playing or whoever's playing, they come over and like you have a little pep talk in between like during timeouts. I see the goalies talking and I, I just know the conversation. Well, I don't know exactly what the conversations <laughs> what's being said, but I know that it's supportive and it's, you guys are having a blast out there just like bouncing off of each other. But I know you guys have the playoffs right around the corner and, you know, you're able to clinch home ice in a first round bye um, over the last weekend, over your senior weekend, right? So what are your guys, where are your guys' heads at heading into those, that series? Obviously you have the weekend off, but we just want to know where you guys are at heading into this really high pressure set of games. I think we're just excited. I mean, we haven't had a home playoff series since 2020, so it's been a long time coming, I think. And at least I hope everyone's excited. I think we're all just really confident in our team and we have a, a lot of belief in our group. So I think we're just excited for the opportunity and to play. Obviously, we have to we have to wait a week to see who we're going to be playing. But I think the rest will be also good for us mentally and physically just to rejuvenate and then get ready for uh, what's going to be a hard-fought series. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you said it all. <laughs> and, you know, we here are obviously very excited to watch you guys. And to anyone listening, you should pop out to line on March 1st through the 3rd yes. to watch. 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And is there any team that you guys – are looking to play more than another, or does it not matter? I don't think it matters. I think we're ready for a fight, no matter who's knocking at the door. Um, <laughs> I just, I think we're just so ready. This is, you're right, we've been waiting for this for a bit, so. Yeah, and it's playoff hockey, like, you never know. It's a different, it's a different game. Once you're in, you're in. Like, mm-hmm. It's clean slate, everyone's, everyone's in it, so especially this year with every team making the playoffs now on the women's side, it's, it's a different. So I think, I think we're probably going to see some upsets. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, our league is so deep now that, you know, everyone, you got to show up every night, otherwise you're going to get beat. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching it as well. <laughs> but uh, that's all we got for the Simbin. Coming up next is a special segment of who's most likely to to celebrate our senior class. <laughs> And welcome to a new segment on the Big Red Hockey Cast called Who's Most Likely To? Where we ask questions and you guys will answer who is most likely to do something out of your senior class or just someone on the team in general. So per tradition, we always got to ask the first one. Are you guys good to go? Yes. So first question, who's most likely to have the messiest locker? I'm going to go, no one in this group. I think George or Bia. I think Deanna's up there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Berg's has been Berg's gotten better, but um yeah, I would say Lily's not, like there's too many. There's too many. We're trying Georgia, to really gotta get be some people sure. in Georgia. Georgia, Deanna. I just see Bia. She's across from me and I'm like, like yeah, no. Um, <laughs> who's most likely to be the last one on the ice for practice? Piper. Piper. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Who's most likely to end up in jail for a stupid crime? And I Bryn. Guess stupid crime is like Bryn. <laughs> um I could see you, Abby. Yeah, I would. Okay, but like, Brent. <laughs> well, like Abby. <laughs> I think, think Bergs maybe too. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, who's but most Bert. likely to become an influencer? KJ. Oh, interesting. 
I see that too. KJ. Yeah, yeah KJ. Yeah. And here we go. I guess this is a pretty apt question. Who's most likely to die first in the Hunger Games? <laughs> <laughs> I have a few. I gotta go. Sorry. Deanna, George, <laughs> Lily. No, George is surviving. Yeah, George is I'm going to go Deanna, Lily, Piper. Oh, yeah. Piper. Yeah. I take out George. Um, you put yourself there? Or? Abby, like, you talk all this talk. I don't think you'd make it very far either. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. I'm not the first Claudia's one. Oh, Claudia's oh, out. Yeah, but Claudia's I'm not the first one. Like, I'd be, like, mid. Lower mid. Yeah, I know. Claudia. You, You're though? right. Claudia's gone. Who would survive? Bryn. Yeah, okay, that Rory. was our next question. Who's oh, sorry. Who's most likely to last the longest that they were on Survivor? Mm-hmm. Bryn. Bryn, Georgia. Rory would be fine. I think you would put up a good fight, Is Yeah, I think. You wouldn't go down easy. No. <laughs> I think, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I can't even I, know, I would it. not last longer than them, though. No. Ashley would Ashley do well. Ashley would. Maybe. Mm. I, <laughs> I think Ash would do well, and then she'd be like, I can't. <laughs> Okay, who's most likely to sleep through through their alarm? Deanna. <laughs> she, you were that so quick with that. That may or may not have been confirmed as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Deanna, story Lily, Caitlin, Can Isaac. Can you hear the story? Oh, Caitlin, Isaac. Can you hear the story? Deanna had someone for a secret Santa got her an alarm clock because her alarm on her phone just wasn't doing it her justice. Then she, you got a sun light alarm. Oh, yeah. That's oh, been really There cool. was yeah. one time where... So we practice like I think it was an early morning practice or something, and our house usually carpools. So we all got to the rink, and we said, "Did anyone in our house bring Deanna?" Deanna. <laughs> There's three cars. Four Deanna cars. was still sleeping at home, so someone had to go back. And I had to rush back and pound on her door to, like home alone. to get her out. Yeah. And she was she had her own room on the road this weekend, so that was scary for some of yeah. us. She was texting me. She said, what time is breakfast? And then she, her next text me was help. <laughs> yeah, I just, well, I think I cheated the system because I just set an alarm for a.m. and p.m. Because I think my biggest problem is I set the alarm and then it's for p.m. Mm-hmm. So then I set one for both. It happens. Like, yeah, it's no, it happens. Once. Yes, it happens. It happens. And so but, I set one for 8 a.m. and one for 8 p.m. Okay. So then I could, like, it would definitely go off at 8 a.m. And then I one just, of the two, yeah. when I woke up, I would turn off the 8 p.m. Smart. Have you ever done the thing where you enter into the calculator? Because my friends have done that in this morning practice. They, like, type, like, 8.30 into the calculator, and they wake up, and their alarm isn't going off, and they see on the calculator, it's, like, 8.30, isn't it? Yeah. Don't give me any idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's most likely to be the loudest one in the room at any given time? Abby. I gotta go me. Yeah, it's you. I'm really like KJ. KJ's a, she yeah, she gets burgs. I feel like a lot of people have like everyone has their moments yeah. for different mm-hmm. like things. If we're talking like Taylor Swift, it's like me and KJ are <laughs> if we're talking about like women's sports. Softball. Softball, especially it has to be me. Who's the most likely to chirp the other team? Lily. Wow. Lily, but they're not good. <laughs> like, they're pretty good. They're not bad. I don't mind Lily's. I think that's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lily's the most likely to do it, but I think, like, who could hurt the most? I don't know. I feel like it came from Rory. Yeah, Rory. Rory. What do you, what, what's a good chirp that you've heard from either? We could God. cut it out if you don't know I know Lil, someone told Lily that she needs to use sock tape. <laughs> what, Abby? Someone that told was her best one. <laughs> no, I was like, was my best one. I was just, that was one that Lily, I heard Lily, like someone said it to Lily and I know what kind of got her. 
We I, I know one yeah. that um, Lily actually had a good one last year. Someone was chirping Rory, which I don't know how you chirp Rory, but yeah, I, I wouldn't um, do that. And she was chirping her all game, and and Lily went up to her and was like, "Hey, like, you know, if you want her number, just ask." <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that is good. good. Okay, who's the biggest Swifty on the team? Taylor. Yeah, Taylor cracked. Swifty. Izzy, you're up there. Like, I would. No shame. Definitely. I think it would be. Claudia went down a little bit because Alexa, KJ, and Izzy kind of topped her. Oh, interesting. But yeah, no, KJ, like, ring leads the. Like, she. Watched the whole Super Bowl until, like, the very end with Izzy, like, watching, waiting for that moment of Taylor Swift. Like, the hug of. The kiss was crazy. I think I heard them scream. (laughs) Yeah, I woke up. Like, I was like, what? Izzy, what's your favorite album? That's a tough question. (laughs) I don't know because they're all so different. I would say, like... Or at least favorite right now. I think Midnight's right now. That's a hot take. Maybe. I don't know, but I listen... I like... I like them all. I like Reputation too. That's a hot take too. Really? What's, what's are these yours? really hot takes? I think Reputation's yeah, that's a solid one. Yeah, I would okay. say. I disagree. What do you think? <laughs> My favorite favorite right now is probably Lover. Okay. 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 Folklore. Yeah. I, you know, when Speak Now Taylor's version came out, that I was into that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember you guys being big Swifties. It's yeah. I think it was you who the came costume? on and said about the yeah. costumes how you guys all went. Oh, it's yeah. like Taylor Swift's exes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we current boyfriend. Yeah, over I here, was Travis. You were Travis. <laughs> Joe Jonas, of course. So. <laughs> I was Joe Allen, so that's yeah. shredded <laughs> on the new album. Like, I feel bad for him. Like, he's just staying quiet and he's just getting pummeled. Like, <laughs> well, that's what you get. I think. I don't know. Do you see the mashup she's been singing though? Apparently, you know, there's some rumors that he cheated. I don't know. Yeah, you, oh, see that stuff. you heard okay, it here first. Okay, who's most likely to forget their gear for game day if it wasn't, like, there for you? Well, we have to pack our own equipment, we so yeah. if we... Oh, yeah. Bia has actively forgotten her gloves. Yes. Bia has... Bia forgot I her would gloves go... when we went to Union this year. <laughs> Didn't... I would go George? Like, Lily. Lily. No, Lily's... I talked to Lily. She has to pack her own bag. She has to see that her bag gets on the bus. Like, she's very... <laughs> that's true. So Actually, that's why yeah, I would In say. that specific... Yeah, she would be good. You're right. You almost forgot your gloves on the dry uh, glove well, dryer. I've like actively like act- last year during the Clarkson playoffs, I like just forgot to put my gel on, and then I like we were like leaving to go on the ice, and I like turned around and I looked behind me, and like my gel is just still hung up on my was stall. This for warmups or was it for first um, grade? Yeah, this was like for the game. So you were just like, well, I was like, well, I'm not gonna take all my gear off. Like that's literally the first thing that I put on. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank God you didn't get hit. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be awful. <laughs> Who's most likely to crowd surf at a concert? You gotta honestly. I think Lily. Oh. We're gonna do it in a RIP. Ashley. Hmm. Well, does it matter who's performing or just any? I think Corral would do it too. Yeah, Corral would. Yeah, Is yeah. the whole team there? Yes, because sure, that yeah. I feel like like if the whole team's there, Carell's definitely gonna crowd surf. <laughs> Lily Carell. I feel like Mickey like. would too. Mickey would eat that up. Yeah, Mickey <laughs> would eat that. Up. I think with Darby, I think Darby. Yeah, I think Darby depends on the concert. 
Who's most likely to get into a car accident? This That's is a an crazy unfair question. question. <laughs> okay, it is an lot. unfair question. I would say Abby. Yeah. That's why I said it was unfair. Abby has hit me with her car. Stop saying that. I didn't. I need to put the record straight. I didn't hit her with her, my car. She was. She ran across. I broke off your antenna. You jumped on my car. I didn't jump on it. You hit me. I, no, I didn't. I didn't actually tell my dad. I was like, Deanna was being so crazy. Like, she broke the antenna. And then, like, you had to tell him that, like, luckily my car isn't here. Yeah. But I didn't. We have some bad drivers. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of people though who are not very good drivers. I would say a lot of people who have cars here don't know, don't drive very well. Mm -hmm. Berg's I heard was scary. I haven't. I've heard Berg's is scary. I heard she was scary. Mm. If Elena was still here, shout out to Elena. Shout out Elena. We love you. We miss you. Um, I think she would be above me. That's a hot take. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Whoa. I think Abby's one for me. Yeah, Abby's one for me. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I deny everything. <laughs> Who's most likely to get the day of graduation wrong? Oh, Deanna. I was going to say Deanna, but you're very, with special dates, you're very good. But... <laughs> what? Like, you're very good at, like, okay, I'm graduating this day. And plus, Sophie's is the next, like, after your I mean, to be fair, I don't even know when graduation I, I think you, who doesn't plan ahead? As much, I feel like it might be you. Like, you're yeah, not going to forget that graduation. I think this one's a hard one. Who's most likely to be the worst dancer at a wedding? I would say myself. Mm. Yeah. I'm up there. Darwi, maybe? No, Darwi's been better. Mm. I'm trying to picture everyone dancing. <laughs> Piper would be pretty bad. Mm. Alexa? That's a move. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, we've had Izzy be being called out as a bad dancer. Oof. Jamie Bourbonnet. Jamie did call me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you haven't worked on it since. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I think I was just an easy target for her to say. Like, she said that <laughs> since day one. And I, mean, I still you like, haven't improved. At least I was, improved, at least I was She also dancing. said it on the pod when we had her on, so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that, that's what, that's like, what I meant. Within yeah. the last month. <laughs> Also, I don't think, I don't think Jamie's seen me dance in like five years. So. I don't think she has to. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say, Jamie, I think you were correct. Okay, well, that's all the questions we have for you. Thank you guys so much for coming on and congratulations on your hockey careers. Not that they're over, but you still got a little bit to go. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for, thank having, thanks for having us. Hey, Mr. Timekeeper, how much time is left? One minute remaining in the interview. One minute. What a great interview that we just had with the senior class. I mean, it wasn't really an interview. It was just more of a conversation, getting to hear about their times um, a part of this program. I, I just I have no words of being able to describe how much this episode probably meant to them and how much this team has probably meant to them. And it was just really good to have um, them on for their last regular season home game. But the Big Red are headed off to the playoffs, which will be played at home ice in Land Rink at the beginning of next month, March first at 3 p.m. Make sure to keep an eye out for updates on who the Big Red will face. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Big Red Hockey Cast. Make sure you tune in for weekly episodes and watch the Big Red women's hockey team in the ECAC Hockey Championships from March 1st to 3rd at Lina Rink. Go Big Red! Thank you for tuning in into this episode of the Big Red Hockey Cast. For and from the Lina Faithful, this has been a Big Red Sports Network production. 
BRSN is a student-run organization dedicated to promoting the voices of Cornell student-athletes. Make sure to check out at CornellBRSN on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and www.cornellbrsn.com for more information. Special thanks to our producers and occasional hosts Anthony Sespi and Jay McNally and the entire BRSN team. See you next week.